0: Hey everybody, welcome to another Savage Gentlemen podcast. This is a pretty unique situation here. Kind of off the cuff. I have the opportunity to speak to someone from Ukraine about what is actually going on there. We have a member of our league of Savage Gentlemen who reached out really just looking for some advice. And man, I I can't say that I have a ton of perspective on something like this, but, but we've been talking back and forth and, you know, we thought it would be good just to get this out there. Cause a lot of guys like myself included have no idea what going through a situation like this would actually be like, we all like to think we know what we would do in when, when times get really desperate. And so I think, I think our friend Nick here, who is joining us live from, from Ukraine, and, you know, we may get interrupted, hopefully not fingers crossed, but I mean, it's, it's pretty serious down there. This will be a pretty serious discussion, but, and, and we're not going to reveal any real names or real locations just for obvious security reasons, but Nick, man, really happy to have you on board and, and really curious to, to get your perspective on what's going on right now.
1: Uh, okay, Josh. So, thank you a lot uh, for this opportunity. So, I wanted, guys, to let you know what is going on here in Ukraine right now. So, I just want to share my experience, What is what is like to be in Ukrainian guys' shoes. So, i ready.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess let's kind of start from the beginning a little bit. You, you had told me that you guys were living in, in the city, at one point that's that's where you lived and worked and then you you got the notification to evacuate i'm assuming and now you're you're out in the village in the countryside can you tell me a little bit about that process and how that came to be
1: uh yeah uh so man it it was like uh let's say um maybe four or six days ago because right now my days are pretty mixed so we woke up and we you know we did not hear any sirens, nothing like, like like that. But when but when I opened my phone, I saw ten 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 calls, lots of not- notifications, and the world and the words in my phone was was like we were under attack. So uh we immediately packed the most important stuff. Uh we managed to go to another flat in order for, for us to manage my my wife's mom. Uh, after that, I managed to find one, one, one car. The second car was found by my wife's sister. So we were in two cars, and we drove like uh, 1,000 kilometers for a period of 10 hours. So it was pretty, pretty pretty fast. We were driven at night, so it was quite dangerous. And then we managed uh, to go somewhere in West Ukraine. So uh, we escaped from uh, from a city to a little village in Ukraine. And right now we are here. Uh, we got uh, an access to internet, we got some food, we got shelter, and we are surrounded by a really good, good people there.
0: So, so yeah, so that process of evacuating, um, which I, I you know, the thought of just packing up your family you know, unexpectedly, and and then I don't know how much of this you guys saw coming, right? I mean, there's, there's obviously been a storm brewing, as it were, uh, with what, you know, a lot of tension in the region for quite a while, and things were continuing to heat up, Uh, but I don't know, you know, was it something that you guys saw the writing on the wall, or was it pretty, pretty surprising that you were going to have to actually leave your home and, and go somewhere else?
1: Uh, so just you, you know, if, if you're talking about person to person experience, for me it was mind blowing because we knew that uh, those guys were in our borders, we knew mm-hmm. that they walking back and forth, but we did not expect this to happen. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, you know, like blind, like mind blowing for, for, for me when I saw news. So I knew that my life have never been the same so it was really hard for me to drop our flat to leave uh, some friends to leave my parents behind but i knew that we should do we should do something in the, and it is better to stay in a village than to stay in a big 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 city so that's why we managed to leave our uh, apartment and go somewhere
0: yeah and you know hats off to you for for making the hard choice you know I think for a lot of people you you want to stay with what you're comfortable even when there's danger present right even when hey this is this could get really bad uh, you know but it's a known factor it's a known entity I know I know my city I know my apartment I know what's around me and and sometimes we can be maybe overly confident of sticking with the known as opposed to going with the unknown, you know, packing up, leaving, going to a place that, you know, you probably have never been or maybe not spent much time in, is man. That's that's a huge leap of faith, and so you know, having the courage to do that, I think, is very commendable, and it, it it's something that's important that we as men we have to make those decisions. We have to do whatever it takes to to protect you know our family and in our livelihood, and so when when you guys were heading out in that process did you did you see much going on like as you were leaving was there had there been fighting or shelling or or anything you know any any i guess violence that had occurred at that point or have you guys been able to stay relatively far outside of that
1: uh so josh uh can i let let's say zoom out a little bit and describe you the whole story so you mentioned it was like act of courage, yeah it was like of courage, but first of all it was act of fullness because my wife she she's very clever woman and she told me a, vi- a week before that russians are in our borders and maybe it's better for us go to west ukraine right now and now it's like i was you know i was overly confident and overly arrogant so I was still thinking about, but th- then I will lose my job as personal trainer, but how are we going to manage flat, and et cetera. But so uh, my fault was that I could not accept the reality right as it is. I don't have any regrets right now. I, I can see that those were, were my mistakes, and right now I am not going to do any mistakes. I, I will try my best. So then I... Uh, take my boss up and decides that my family needs to be evacuated from a city to a village. That's why we are here. And if you're talking about violence, so we were in two different cars. Um, my wife's the uh, driven a car with my friend and, he and his family. I was in another car. So we were apart like 60 kilometers, something like, like that. So in the second vehicle where um, we're, I and, um, and, other, and other people we saw something dropped from from the sky. So my, my wife, she, her route was pretty, pretty safe, by, but our route was not very safe because we saw something dropped. And it it was, it was, oh. Then we had heard some sirens and uh, and then our journey was uh, much safer.
0: Okay, so yeah. So, I mean, as you, you it sounds like you guys, kind, you know, you did kind of, push it almost to the last minute where it's man if you had stayed for much longer things things could have been a lot worse and maybe you wouldn't have been fortunate enough to escape and that that's that's a tough call to make right because man when we when we go through life if we if we jump at every shadow that pops up right every time something seems like it might be mad if we make a drastic reaction to that that's not that's not ideal either right so I I don't know that you can beat yourself up too much about your decision because you know you, you 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 wrote it out as long as you you could have and there's really there's no way to predict the future you don't know for a fact if something's going to happen you know so maybe again playing devil's advocate here maybe you did leave a week early and nothing happened and you end up losing a ton of work or you lose clients or whatever it is, you uproot your family all for naught, right? There's there was no need of doing it. And so, you know, it's 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 really hard to decide one way or the other. I don't think it it serves a huge purpose to dwell on the past. You know, the the important part now is that okay, you did what needed to be done. Everybody's safe. Every everything is You know so far it's been been going okay from what you've been telling me aside from what you were saying obviously some of the the mental stress that you've been trying to deal with through all this
1: oh man Uh, so uh can can you please repeat uh, this question while i'm warm one more time i'm sorry i did not
0: (laughs) no you're fine sorry i tend to go a little bit longer than i need to um I guess what I was just segueing to or leading into was just talking mm-hmm. about some of the mental stress and, and issues and anxiety that that you've obviously been having to, to deal and cope with through all this. And most of us, thankfully, have never had to live through an actual war or an invasion. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, at least, especially not on our home turf. Now, we've got a lot of guys in the military who who have seen firsthand war and and what that looks like and you've been in battle but it's very different when it's at your house in your own native country and so i guess you know maybe talk a little bit about what you're feeling and 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 that experience you know emotionally and physically the toll that that's been taking on you
1: okay okay man so uh yeah (laughs) if you're talking about everything from the beginning first first of all it, it was like. I think it was something like um, uh, not accepting reality as it is. As it was, I'm sorry. Then it was total mess of anxiety. It was almost like a panic attacks. Then it was like um, total state of of desperation. And then I found myself in a situation where my family heavily relied on my mental health. And I knew deep inside that if my mental health is going down, I think the spirit of my family will go down either. So at that moment, I made a decision that I am going to make my family to survive. And I don't care how I will get them from A to B. So I lost my job as personal trainer. Okay, I will find another. I got let let's say some knowledge in terms of nutrition. I can do it. So uh right at that moment I started to use my most dangerous weapon as every human being, it's mind. I got a clear goal that I wanted my family to, to be free. I wanted my my family to survive. And then I made a commitment, and right now I'm I'm doing something. So I don't even know, will I have, let's say, any outcome or not. Right now, I am focusing on, on the journey, because I know that if I let my consciousness goes in, I will get crazy, I will get mad. But if I, let's say, make my consciousness spread out, let, let's say, by helping people out, by spending fair time with my wife and etc., I will be fine. And I am fine. If my mental health is okay, my whole family will be okay. And I also knew that if I, let's say, fuel my brain, with good nutrition, sleep, some sort of exercising, I could make a crucial decision when it's needed to be done. So right now, I am worried less. Right now, I am less stressed out. Right now, I have some sense of hope, not only to to surviving, let, let, let's say, but also to rebuilding my business too. So right now, if you're talking about the state before and after, this war, let's say, turning me into this machine of making crucial decisions, this trouble shooting thing. So right now, I'm fo- f- f- focusing on, let's say, bright future.
0: Man, that's, it's really impressive. And, and I think speaks a lot to, to someone's character to take, you know, a very, desperate, dangerous situation and, and look at it from a positive perspective. And I think, you know, I I like to believe that most of us as men will be able to do that if, and when we're ever called to, I think the hard part for a lot of guys is nothing ever gets that desperate. And so they're never, they're never really forced to like, I, I see in this situation you know, you don't really have an option. And this is kind of what, what you and I spoke about the other day. It's like, you're right. You are, you are that linchpick. You are the glue that is holding your entire family together. So your responsibility is to do what's necessary for your mental health and, and for everyone else's because it all hinges on that. If you, if you lose it, right. If you crumble, then everything else falls apart. And I think most of us don't realize how important our role is because we're so comfortable, right? Most guys here in America, you know, the, the it's, yeah, I mean, guys have hardships, they deal with issues, and maybe there's work problem, maybe there's, we're losing your job, maybe there's finances, right? But you don't really have to worry about bombs getting dropped on your head, right? You don't have to worry about your home being destroyed by a tank. And so it really does change your perspective. And, and you know, I, it's it's interesting to see firsthand what those serious implications have on, on someone's someone's mentality, right? Because yeah, you could have easily just cowered in the corner and just, you know, gone into your own head, into a shell and just stayed in denial, this isn't happening, but instead, you, you did what I hope we all will be able to do if we had to, which is rise up to the occasion and, and take the necessary steps forward to do what we have to do to keep our families safe. So yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And so you talked a little bit about kind of what life in the village is like, because it was, it's, it's very different from what you said, what you're your city experience. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what your day to day looks like now that you're living in the village?
1: Uh, sure, man. And and right now, I I I can still let's say from two angles. So uh, from let's say angle, um, if you talk if we talking about health, let let's say nutrition, sleep, hydration, and being outdoors, it's really cool because uh, it's really beautiful here in in this place. I really like it, but if you're talking about let's say stuff like gardening, picking up veggies, and doing these kettles, it's a lot of work to do so um after this war, if we manage to to survive, I think I think uh, it will be a good option for me to stay here in this place because there I felt safe, and also I like the nature, I like its beauty and you know, uh, if we're talking about being city or being in a small village, city p- people in city are always in some in some sort of rush, mm-hmm. and people in village they are calm, so they do not rush at everybody. So it, it's it's like a little place where I can where I can let my soul rest for some period of time. And if we're talking about let's say prices, uh, I think there in the village I will spend maybe three amount less money on groceries the time spending in in the city but Mm -hmm. also if you're talking about some entertainment city winning, but it also depends totally on the life situation that this person going through and so i get some things i like uh, to smoke hookah it was introduced to me from from um, one of my clients in personal training so right now in order for me to cope with stress i would 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 like to smoke hookah Uh, go to the hookah bar and order it but right now i don't have any luxury so i try to manage my stress in another more productive way if we're talking about meditation and if you're talking about shadow boxing so i find something for me to do in this situation. So uh, if I have uh, a choice, maybe go to the village and live there and go to a big city, I think I will uh, stand up with going to the village. It's my, hmm. It's less noisy.
0: That's it's really interesting. And you were telling me, too, that uh, the, the house that you're staying in, someone, someone offered that up. They had a spare place for you guys to stay. It was an older gentleman in the city or sorry, in the village. And that he was kind of kind of kind of showed you some things to to help you get by, you know, how to build a fire, how to catch fish and all these things. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, because I think it's just really interesting, man, just sometimes when when humanity is at its worst, we can also be at our best, you know, where this guy really had no reason to necessarily I mean, I don't know if you knew him beforehand, but to offer that kind of support and generosity, you know, is, is a testament to how, man, how powerful and and strong we can be as human beings, as men, as a community, when we're, when we're focusing on the right thing. So can can you just talk about a little bit about, about meeting with him and, you know, some of the stuff that he worked with you with? Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: so uh, we were in the hotel and then people from the hotel asked us to leave due to some issues so I knew that m- my family would not have anywhere to sleep so I managed to find someone's number, I, I called this guy and the most interesting thing is that I did not even know how he looked like so I called he, he, this guy uh, he drove his, his car he helped uh, us to to make our bags in, into the car, then uh, we arrived at at his um, at his little place, and and so he got three houses, and he said, "Here you got one house, live there." So we are living here totally for free. We, I think, uh, we will just pay for the electricity and etc. And uh, I I really like this guy because he is old enough, and so all of his kids. Uh, Grandkids and etc, they are in Europe. So I think he, due to some reasons, uh, helped our family due to the maybe humanity reasons or maybe he he recognized uh, in his son. So it uh, it has many uh, theories. But uh, we managed to have a shelter. Then he, he taught me how to chop woods. He taught me how to settle a good fire even in snowy conditions, which is really important. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and that, that's all. He also showed me the whole village. He is like a major of this village. And he also uh, introduced me to some people. So right now we are in a pretty good spot. And I I I did not even expect that we will be there. So I expected, let's say, my family to be somewhere without any lighting, without any electricity, with abundance of food, but uh, with scarcity of food. But right now, we, we got everything that we need in order for us not only to survive, but, but maybe to thrive. But, with, but the sadest thing is that we don't even know how long we could stay here, how long it will be safe in this place.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a great point that there are so many unknown factors, right? Where is this location safe and for how long? And and how long is this entire conflict going to last, you know? And 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 that's those are the hard things that when you're when you're trying to make these decisions for your family, I can only imagine the stress of just never knowing, right? You you don't know definitively, okay, if we can just last 2 weeks we'll be fine or, you know, Maybe it's two months or maybe it's two years, but, but it's, the, it's the never knowing, I think, that, that we all tend to struggle with. And, you know, we talked a little bit about, about how to work through that and, and really just taking everything one day, one step at a time, not getting going too far into the what ifs, but really just being present in the moment and doing, doing what you can at that time you know yes we have to plan ahead yes we need to be thinking ahead but we can't spend all our time dreading the future we've got to be in that moment especially when we have a family to deal with right i could see it being very easy in this scenario to let your worries and concerns you know kind of pull you away to where you're no longer present you're not you know you're 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 just trying to deal and think about all the possible solutions so when your kids want to play or your wife wants to talk or whatever it, w- it could be hard to deal with them and so you know I guess that was the other question is is how how are you interacting with your with your family how are you keeping them kind of calm and, and feeling secure during all of this because I'm sure they have to be worried and scared as well
1: uh so man uh, as i as i mentioned earlier i think uh, my fa- family's situation is very interesting because um, let's say if i have high spirit my family will have high spirit too and if uh, i can you know it's like something in the air i can smell let's say some sort of anxiety or less of calmness and etc i i just talk i just talk to each member of our family and we and we not only talk let's say on some surface we are going really deep Mm we're trying to connect on a deeply level to talk through maybe our emotions or talk through maybe some logistical issues and then after we talking we uh, we cuddle and that's all we can, let's say, sleep calmly for some period of time, and if not, be talking again and again. And also, I uh, say to my family again and again that you right now are under protection. I care, and I will do anything that I can in order for you to stay safe. This is my duty as a man to protect my
0: family. I man, I think that's. I, I mean, that's it's really beautiful. And again, it, it it's a shame that it takes such a dark terrible time to bring out, you know, that kind of, of, of beauty and honesty in our relationships. But man, I just being able to, to, to tell our kids that in our family, that I think it's something important and and it maybe is often overlooked, you know, just to let them know that they are safe, that that we are there for them, right. No matter what. And, And that is our job as, as fathers, as husbands, as brothers to to do that but i think it's it's easy for us in our in our comfort to sometimes forget that to forget that hey this is our role and these people are looking whether they realize it or not they may not even know it but they are looking to us for that thing that is our role and you know providing for our family is more than just bringing home a paycheck right we provide a lot more than just making money to keep you know to keep paying the bill for netflix right we we're we're providing security we're providing comfort um we're, we're providing emotional support and all these things that sometimes can get overlooked because we're just again caught up in 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 this rat race so yeah man that's that it's just really cool and really interesting you had mentioned you had mentioned something about a bunker um because you had talked about hey you might ha- we might have to cut this thing short depending on the situation it's it's later in the evening there because the time difference um so yeah so talk about a little bit of the protocol so you guys are hanging out in the village and sometimes you hear things flying or you, you there maybe there's a siren maybe there's not what is what is that protocol what does that situation look like
1: uh so man, uh so this situation it's it's like uh, right now I'm I'm trying to interpret interpretate every that is happening like some sort of fun experience. Cause if I will panic, I think situation will be pretty pretty bad. So yeah. if we have some sort of sirens, or uh, as today for the first time in this village, we heard some some sort of noises in the sky, and and it was not heli- helicopters. May- maybe it was some other stuff that. Uh, that has gone some, somewhere. So it was pretty interesting. So when we hear some sirens and the theater, I calmly uh, tell to my family, "Is guys, please take your shoes on, put uh, important stuff to you, with you, and let's go to, to the bunker. Then we're sitting at the bunker for a, some time, trying not to give up, trying not to think about the worst case scenario. And during this time, I'm looking for way out. For example, if some bad stuff happened, I know where I can make my family to escape from this horrific event and then thinking about next steps. But I d- I didn't get too much in my head because I am trying to focus in on this moment because it is really important during this situation to focus on this moment in order to be alert and to know what is going on right now. And also... It's like a funny part because we, when we were, we were talking about some something like protecting the family and etc., man, I don't even know how to drive a car, I don't even know how to shoot. Because for the last five years of my life, I was a powerlifting coach, so I know how to squat, bench, how to deadlift. deadlift. But let, let, let's say, in a bad, bad case scenario, if I met, I met let's say, quote unquote enemy i can show him how to squat i cannot suit. so <laughs> yeah,
0: you know and, and you know we're we're making light of the situation because sometimes that's that really is all you can do but i mean you bring up a great point where you know when we talk about this with savage gentlemen quite a bit where look hopefully there there are certain skills that for the most part are are very outdated and esoteric and probably unnecessary for 99% of our lives, depending on how you choose to live, right? Yeah. If you are a personal trainer and you're living in the city, well, it really, the the likelihood of you having to use a firearm is probably small. The likelihood of you having to build a fire is pretty small, unless you're, unless you just want to do those things for fun. And you know it sometimes it can seem like, man, why do why are there guys that that worry about these things? why why do I need to know how to de- to fit, to defend myself? There's police officers, there's you know there's laws in place. and all of that stuff is great until it isn't. And this is where we talk about the savage side, where it's like, hey, hopefully you'll never need these things, but but as you're pointing out, man, it's it can, you know, when stuff gets really bad it would be useful to know and and that's not to say that everyone has to drop what they're doing and now become you know soldiers or survivalists or whatever but but having that in your back pocket is important and i think in in your circumstance and i think in other people just recognizing okay th- this is where i could use some some training right not saying, oh, well, I'll just figure it out when the time comes. It's like, no, okay, I'm not great at this. So I should probably work at it if ever that that happens, you know, and not just keep doing the same things that, that we've always done. Because again, at, at at the end of the day, we as men, we're responsible for our own survival. You know, this this notion that someone's gonna step in and just magically fix all our problems when things get really bad is you know, it's kind of a normalcy bias. We're like, well, nothing bad has happened, so it probably won't. And we're seeing there's a whole nation of people that are now going through that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's very interesting to, to see and, and and get the opportunity to hear that perspective from you, um, as, as you're living it and breathing it. And I, again, I do really appreciate you taking the time to, to share. Um, going back to to the kids in the bunker i was just i was just thinking cuz i've got small kids of my own what what are some of the things that you do to kind of help distract them so you guys are sitting in this thing right you you don't know what's coming if anything is coming if things are going to get really bad or if it's just a false alarm so how do you how do you interact with them do you mostly tell stories do you guys play games what what's the strategy
1: I'm sorry. I think it was like misinterpretation. So I uh, we don't have kids, but I.
0: I oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I thought I thought you had kids. My mistake.
1: It was like um, uh, my fault, cause I I, due to the language barrier, I wanted to say that I was in in the car with two kids. Okay. And with my...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's basically all. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, my mistake. Um, but I mean that is a very real situation for a lot of people where you know they are dealing with their kids going through that and you know that that's just another another layer of the of the complexity that I think it's easy to overlook right i think i think for us you know in 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 the in the western world we can watch these things play out and we formulate whatever opinion we have based on the information we're receiving whatever that may be as to why it's happening and, and you know, a lot of people feel a certain kind of way with what's going on and and I can't speak to the geopolitics that are at a play here, like the world politics that, that are going mm-hmm. on. I don't know anything about it. I don't know the how or the why this is happening, I think, but, and, and, and I don't really, it's not my place to get into that. I think the, the point of this discussion is to really humanize what's going on right to know that hey no matter what you think the reason behind any of this is who's at fault and who's not there are real people real men like yourself real families that are going through this and i think that that's important to maintain perspective you can watch the videos you can see the reports and it feels very far away it feels very removed but there are there's a lot of suffering going on there is a lot of tragedy that is taking place on this, and you know it, it, it's important to keep that in mind. It's also good to hear that there are there are men like you that are, for about, lack of a better term, making the best out of the situation, um, which which I think is all that you can do.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, totally, and. Let's say um if you're talking about uh le- le- let me remember what I wanted to say. uh hmm, what I wanted to say. Uh, so, so uh I I remember so you know, uh, I watch me m- media from let's say Ukrainian point and from Russian point, and the most interesting thing is that Uh, they and they don't even talk about humans so about humanity they talk about let's say human's life is is like uh, some numbers so i talked to i get i have got lots friends in russia and we talk to we enjoy each other company and right now i can see some sort of this disconnection but but i don't judge them i know they 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 act this way due to some other circumstances. So no matter what is, is going to happen, uh, I think uh, being a good friend, uh, being a, a good human, is the most important thing we can all do right now during even these
0: horrific mo- moments. A hundred percent, and you know, really, that that's the only useful. Direction, I think, right? I mean, yeah there there's the other there's the other side of the coin. You could go the other direction, right, and just either be completely callous and not care, or be be even even worse and become uh, violent or aggressive towards towards other. And and sometimes you have to do that to defend yourself. I'm not saying you know we have to become pacifists and never never defend ourselves or, or never fight for what is right. Right. That's, that's not the point, but, you know, I think, I think looking at this through the lens of, of man, this is so much more complex than probably any of us could, could really understand at this point point. Yeah, and, 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 and trying to focus on, okay, well, what, what can we do for ourselves? And this, this holds true for, you know, guys like you who are there, in the thick of it. And guys like me who are over here and, and, you know, it's very far away from us. It's like, well, man, I could sit and I could watch the news 24 seven and I could read every article. I don't think that's going to help your situation. Right. I I don't think that's going to make your life any better by me just consuming all of this stuff. And I, so, so what is the point, right? Why, why do I do that? That doesn't mean I'm not informed. It doesn't mean that I'm disinterested, but I think we can get carried away with it. And I think really just trying to have, what can I do now? What can I do to be a better human? I think we'll have a much stronger impact. Having a conversation, talking to, you know, f- for me, I, I can't do much, right? I can't I can't actually help you, but I can talk to you, right? I can be a human and I can listen. And I think that might be a better way of going instead of just, you know, posting memes about, about how we agree or disagree and and all of these things. Sure. That's maybe entertaining, but I don't think it's very helpful. And then for you again, it's like, what can you do? Well, you could listen to the news 24 seven. Right. But I don't know that that's going to be helpful to your family. It doesn't mean you put your head in the sand, but You've got to focus on what really matters, the here and the now, and be present in that moment and, and pay attention to what matters. And
1: also, Josh, I want uh, to so, to mention that uh, yesterday I messaged you and said, man, I'm really anxious because I watched news for, let, let's say, two or three hours straight, and you suggest me not to put my head, head into the center, yes. same- let's say, um, pay attention to news, but not give it all my attention span in order for me not to be overwhelmed by this information. It was really solid ad- advice.
0: Really glad that, that that was useful for you. And, and it, we do it as well and I get caught into it, right? There's so much going on in the world today and it, it. I, I don't know if, if addictive is the word, but it can be a it can be addicting to just want to consume and, and and just read every little thing and stay up to date and it will never end. And the next thing you know, you've spent two or three hours looking at your phone, reading all these horrible things. And then we wonder why we're so miserable. And it's like, well, you just consumed like death porn for the past. You know, you just consumed tragic, tragic porn, tragedy porn, whatever, for the last Uh, you know, three hours, of course you're going to feel like shit, you know? So I, what I recommended, and this is what I try to do for myself is like, all right, I'll set a time that I'm going to get on social media and I'm going to look at what's going on in the world. Maybe I'll answer a few comments on, on some of our posts where guys are talking shit to us because for whatever, because that's the internet and that's what they do, but I Mm -hmm. can't, I can't get consumed by it. I can't do it all day. So I so I try to discipline and say, okay, I'm gonna check it, it once in the morning, once in the evening, and I'm gonna leave it alone for the rest of the day unless something drastic happens. And that helps my peace of mind. And and hopefully you said that's that's working well for you too.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. So it's totally worth it. And also I'm Sorry for our conversation jumping back and forth, but um, you remember when we're talking about some sort of like necessary for survival skills and etc. So yep. when I first opened the fridge, my my first thought, it was like where I should get my lean protein source. <laughs> so it's like pretty amazing how we as human can adapt to each and every situation. And... let's say if you ask me let's say one year ago or even let's say 30 days ago what is like the most important thing you you can let's say learn and i don't even know what i would answer but right now i know that my answer would 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 be let's say skills and habits because they will last as long as your brain exists so it's Mm. it's crucial it's really important so even now even uh, by by the way i did boxing for a period of six or seven months so right now when let, let's say i am bored when i stress out i can go shadow box and uh, let let us say right now i have no fancy you know the, for me to uh, to control my health and to control my strength, uh, strengths to control my physique but I knew that I learned about biomechanics. I know how to manipulate my body in order for me to target the desirable muscles. And that also is true for for nutrition. So right now, I I really glad that I um, make time in order for me to learn about these skills. And when this thing is going to over, first of all, I will learn and drive a car. Second, Mm -hmm. I will be much wiser with my financial situation. And third, I think I will learn how to shoot because it's really important. It's really crucial. So right now I got some skills, but I need more. And also the most important thing that I learned from, from these harsh times, first of all, is like I should sing clearly because before all this shit happened, I I call one, one, one guy who I trusted a lot. He was like some sort of mentor, but the piteous part of this story is that I took all the responsibility from myself and gave it to this guy. So mm-hmm. I asked this guy, should uh, me and my wife, let's say take, take rest, let's say Turkey or Egypt. In, and he said, uh, uh, no, 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 stay there in Ukraine. And I was like, okay, sounds like this guy told me to do so and I will do so. So I did not seem critical at this moment. So man, no regrets, but it was a valuable lesson. If you want to do something, think with your own head, judge these facts, not this with their feelings so right right now i I think that uh, this this um, this horrific event they will make me better as person, better as husband
0: man you 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 are espousing so much so much wisdom you know and and just so many really profound concepts that i think i think are easily overlooked and sometimes it does take extreme circumstances to bring those out right this idea of critically thinking and and being responsible for your own actions i think it's easy we we outsource that and because we can right it's convenient to just be spoon-fed ideas and and just have someone handle that for us and there's nothing wrong with that right like but you know, like sometimes I don't have time to go change my oil. So I'll take, I'll take my car in to get oil changed, but I also still know how to do that. Right. I didn't not, you know, I I still learned the skill. And so the more of that we can have, whatever it is, whether it's fighting, whether it's fitness, whether it's shooting, whether it's hunting, the more of those skills that we can possess to be self-reliant, I think the better off we're going to be. And, and, Again, hopefully we never have to use it. But just yeah. the principle of self-reliance I think does a lot for us. And then knowing how to apply and when to apply the skills we have, I really liked, and this is over overlooked too. you talked about your your physical fitness and your nutrition. And most people don't think about things like that when they're in the middle of a war, right? but but as a as a personal trainer, yourself, I'm sure you recognize how important it is for maintain, to maintain our body in order to maintain our overall health, right? We, we tend to think that, okay, well, I just, you know, I need food to live, obviously. And then I just gotta, you know, stay safe and keep my mind in the right place. But we're desire we're designed to, to move our bodies, right? And if we don't do that, I think we run into problems. So the fact that you're just intuitively still finding ways to move your body, you know, it's not like you're training to get on a bodybuilding stage. You're not training for a body, for a powerlifting competition, but you're maintaining that, that physical activity to help keep your mind and your body performing where it needs to be. And I think that's really important. And often, often overlooked when things get really hard, we tend to stop. Right, we tend to break all of our routines, all the things that make us feel better. We we neglect because we're scared or because we don't think that they're important. But our mental health and well being is, as you it seems you're finding out, is arguably one of the most important things.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. So it's tot- totally true. I I agree with each and every point that you that you mentioned earlier. So it's 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 like just to double check it's crucial for men. To possess each possible skill that they could be using in the future, and so um, Uh, what 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 else I should add? Yeah, and and also I think the mindset is often overlooked factor due to the fact that you you always have a choice and you are deciding. So you are you acting or you're not and it is also your choice so i mean in this situation where am i right right now i know i get lots of choices and my choices should be wise enough in order for me to support my family so right now all stuff that i am deciding i am trying to do, not from, from let's say, my own perspective, but from perspective of protecting and providing my family, to my family, even during this horrific event. And by the way, tomorrow will be an age march, so I will find out a way where I when where I could manage some flowers to give my girls. Hmm.
0: That, yeah, that's... Again, it's it's really cool, you know. Maybe "it cools" not the right word. I I don't it, because it makes light of the situation. And there's nothing cool about what's going on, but it it is. I think encouraging to hear your perspective on things, right? And 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 the revelations that that you're coming up with, and 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 the ability to take charge of your mental state, right? Not let the world dictate how you're feeling or how you interact. you, you recognizing that you are in control of these things, your attitude is is a hundred percent your domain. and even if they, I mean, and I can't imagine a much shittier situation, right than what you're in right now. And, and, and I hope and I pray that I never have to experience it firsthand. But the fact that you are still, despite this situation, able to stay positive and able to see things the way that you are is is very uplifting it's a very powerful testament to to humanity and and and, and I think it's a really good I I feel like it's a really good message to give guys because everyone's going through something whether you're in the middle of a war in Ukraine or you're struggling with you know depression or whatever whatever battle you're fighting, we're all fighting some kind of a battle, whether literally or figuratively. But for someone who's literally in it to still have that, I think is is a really good reminder to all of us to follow that advice. Yeah,
1: it's totally true. And as you mentioned earlier, it doesn't really matter. It's like a depression or breakup or, or real war. Each of us is fighting on its own land. And the goal of... This is to survive and to protect your loved ones. That's mm-hmm. basically
0: it. Yep. Yeah. So, with with all that, you know, that that kind of lays the groundwork of of kind of where we're at and 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 how we got there in terms of you know you and I chatting and and meeting each other and and, and having these discussions. And so I'm trying to just just think about what. What might be some of the questions that our listeners may ask? May be asking to to hear from someone who's actually there. Right? Again, we're all watching this from afar, but you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people are very curious and want to know the perspective of of what you see things going on. Uh, what. What your countrymen are maybe feeling right now, or going through experience—I mean, any of that stuff that you that you'd like to share from a you know a, a, a first person point of view? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, man. So for sure, I talked with a, a lot of guys who are in military right now. So right now, so uh, this horrific situation in my country. So uh, this situation made people unite. So, before anything else, they were argued and etc. But when we were attacked, we are like one union. So, we are together and we are going to thrive. Even if we're talking about spirit of our army, man, even right now, I got a message that girls from my city are in military too. So, they put AK, they put their balaclavas, and they are ready. They're going side by side with their men in those who knows horrific battles or not so right now spirit of ukrainian soldiers and soldiers from all over the world that they, they, they come to us are pretty pretty high and we got all necessary support uh, we got money we got ammunition we, we got everything but there is only one issue I, I know that you don't want about that you don't want about uh, uh, I'm sorry my my tongue right now is tight a little bit, so... <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. so I know that um, we are not here to talk about politics and et cetera. It's not a political stuff, it's just a matter of fact. So uh, let's say invaders who are in our land right now, so we are fighting against each other, and they are afraid of us because they run, they escape, they leave their documents, they leave their cars, and et cetera. And then they started to, let's say, make some attacks from the sky. So they are afraid to fight with our army. That's why they are using some heavy ammunition. And so our president wanted from from Europe and I think from US to cover the sky. But I think it won't be the issue. Because this man, uh, you understand about who am I talk, talking about? My my put my put right to his keys and each world we will gonna explore so it's like a pretty rough scenario that's why so it's like what, what is going on here in Ukraine as soldiers we are good but we are under attack from this 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 sky but i think i think our governments and etc our uh, our government and etc will fix it so it's like um, it's it's we cannot do anything as a simple humans. all we can do is like let let's say sit and do every stuff that all would see citizens are doing. What is your perspective on seeing josh? Hmm.
0: no, I mean that makes sense and and that's you know interesting perspective where you know hearing that one you know that that you guys have and and I think we've we've been seeing that just how united and resilient the ukrainian people are i think you know that that in itself is a very uplifting positive thing to see like man people coming together and and again it always seems to happen under the the worst circumstances right but but, but it is it is powerful when you see people working together um to to defend what they love right and you know, I think what's interesting as well is the the positive attitude towards, you know, or, or the optimism of like, hey, this, everything's going to be okay. Yes, this is rough, but we're going to get it sorted out, right? There isn't the, it could go the other way easily, the desperation of, oh, woe is me. Oh, what are we going to do? This is the worst. You know, I'm so fearful and I'm so afraid, right? But I don't, again, I don't think that that's useful, whether that is true or not. Is irrelevant having the, the the mentality of hey, we're gonna work through this, we're gonna come out on the other side better than we were, is is very, very powerful and very moving. And and you know, it's you, you wonder how much, again, from our perspective, when we're watching it, you see some of these stories and you wonder, well, is that true? Is that not? Are they taking mm-hmm. liberty, right, with with telling the story? And so you know it's it is good to hear they're like oh okay no this is you know that is part of what is happening is is man the Ukrainian people are really become galvanized and you know they're 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 fighting and you know again regardless of how you feel about the situation and why it came to pass you you can't you can't fault someone for defending in fighting believe in. You know, and that's yeah, that's that's our obligation. We we have to we have to stand up for 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 ourselves because no one's gonna do it for us.
1: Josh, I'm sorry, C- could you repeat one more time? There was some technical issues. I couldn't hear your last sentences.
0: Oh, I was just I was just kind of rambling on about you know how it's good to see that that we can Stand up and fight for things we as in the human race where people can band together and defend themselves and and fight for what they believe in, you know, again, regardless of regardless of what that is. I mean, I again, I don't know enough about everything that's going on there, right, but there's no world where in my mind you can fault the Ukrainian people right governments are going to do what governments are going to do, and I. I don't know what goes on there but people citizens standing up and defending themselves you know I think is 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 really important for for us to see that like the human spirit is still indomitable you know I think we look at society today and we think that everyone is soft and everything everyone is just going to roll over and take everything lying down and you know I think that that the Ukrainian people are really doing something you know they're stirring something inside the rest of humanity to say hey sometimes you have to fight back when stuff, when stuff gets really serious it's okay to stand up for what you believe and to defend yourself and it's a shame that it has to happen right it's a shame that 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 your people have to be the uh, the ones to carry that torch right and, and and you know i'm using that as an example there's plenty of other places in the world where people are fighting it's just right now Ukraine is is the the hot topic that's where we're seeing the most of it but there's lots of countries who have been fighting tooth and nail for to survive really we just don't see it as much we don't we here in the west we kind of tend to put on blinders to that we have it very comfortable here and so we like to not think about how hard it is for everyone else and, but this has been shoved in our face and 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 we, we we have to confront it and so you know again it's 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 really you know quite the testament for for what you guys are doing
1: yeah man I really appreciate it I will let's say spread your vote about that let's say all the world uh, is now help helping us to manage this difficult sit- situation so I can let's say understand People from this point and from that point. So mm-hmm. our sol- soldiers let let's say connect with their soldiers, and they talked, and they so basically they can decide anything. Courts is like mostly like government issues. So government issues should be fixed with government issues. So is they basically like it, and also I let's say short a lot. And was introduced to some, uh, let, let's say, posts that make people, let's say, to go outside and to uh, make some noises in order for them to be heard by the government. Is this a really good good point? Who knows? It, it was just a thought who was introduced to me from one, from a friend of mine in, in Russia. So, the good people are mm-hmm. everywhere and... Uh, let's say wars won't fix some issues we must communicate in order for us not to survive but to thrive and to make ourselves better there are so plenty let's say place in earth there's so much stuff here and and we are fighting for this piece of land or that does it really matter is we really productive there maybe we can call maybe we we can have some sort of collaboration and explore some something new but not to make war with each other because it's pointless.
0: Yeah, I mean and unfortunately there's always going to be uh, human greed is inescapable, right? And this is what we really have to fight against, right? Is is people not people. I think I think government entities, people that come to power at a certain point they they want to continue to have more power, more resources, more of whatever. <laughs> Right? And that sadly, that is human nature. And I think what we have to fight against as as citizens, as as people, as a society, is making sure that we can keep those people in check before they're able to and you know, take action upon whatever their desires are. Like you said, you know the soldiers are following orders they're regular people they're they're doing what what they are told. it's the governments it's the the people in power that are pulling the strings and are making these decisions um manipulating the situation to to get what they want right i and sometimes sometimes I do think governments act in the interest of their citizens. I think that also there are times where they act in their own interests and I think we Need to be able to recognize which it, which is happening and when. I think that's the hard part. Is we we have this implicit trust that okay, well, our whoever we put into power, right, or whoever is in power, however they got there, well, they're making decisions for me because they yeah. care about me. And I don't. And I think we have to realize that that's not always the case. And sometimes we have to advocate for ourselves like you said we have to speak up we have to let our voices be heard otherwise we're just getting swept up in the current we're just going along for the ride and where we end up downstream may not be where we want where we actually want to be yeah and (laughs) and also man i'm sorry for interrupting but i think it's it's like
1: it's like a really, really important point in order for make, let's say, historical difference. So, if you're talking about Ukrainian citizenship, uh, let's say some period of time, they were called a Cossack. Cossack is like a free man with a weapon. So, our country, for the whole period in the history, they were fighters for their own freedom. And if you look, let's say I I can be not objective too. I use it, but it's like a, a like food for thought. And if you're talking about his history, let's say for for example of our let's say friends Russians, uh, they were They will let let's say in some sort of mentality that one guy will fix everything. So here here let's say in Ukraine let's say 500 years ago, if there was something that we did not like, we fight for for it. That was happening that was happening uh, there and let's say uh, our neighborhoods and etc. They are used to if they beaten up, they will beaten up. They need leader. So that is basically the cultural differences. And what you can see is right now going on, it's like two different cult- cultures, men who are fighting for their freedom and men who who do not care about their freedom because they used to be under someone else. Mm-hmm. And so it's like without judging, without any silence, it's just the accepting of reality
0: exactly as it is. No, I mean, I think that's a very accurate Depiction, right of 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 what's going on, and I don't think that that again it, it is very objective, right? You have two very different cultures that have two very different objectives, right? It, it is a very it's a different situation when you are fighting to to take something or get something, and you're fighting to defend something. So uh, put politics aside. Someone uh, wants to recreate
1: Soviet Union. But uh, people do not want to do it, so that's why they are trying to bite when they are under attack. And if we're talking about Crimea, DNR, and LNR, all this stuff that is going on, somebody wants to have a bigger piece of uh, good land. But we are used to do it. We are... um, I think if my calculations are accurate, we are fighting for the freedom of Ukraine uh, more than 1,000 years. So it is in our blood. So it's very interesting. Let, so I think uh, uh, it's like a joking intent. It's like It, it was like code in our DNA to fight for our freedom, to stand mm-hmm. up when, when we do not want to do something. And as you can see right now, the situation is... Uh, mm, even if you zoom out, the situation is pretty funny. Someone wa- wanted big piece of someone else's country, and uh, when the country refused to let their lands be captured, it's going to war. So it's like pretty funny, and at the same time, it's pretty sad because, let's say, lives of simple people, let, let's say, as me or my wife, so our lives. Uh, they are relied on two guys in government who, let's say, deciding what will be best, uh, what will be the best choices for for the whole world. Let's say others keep people lives. They don't count. It's like a simple numbers on 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 a scale plus minus eleven thousand people. Okay, not a big deal.
0: Yeah, and, and that's. I think that that's the only way that we can. As as humans justify going to war, is is we dehumanize the enemy, the other side, right? And we look at them as numbers. We look at them as casualties, right? And, mm-hmm. and you you know you pick a number and you say, okay, you know a thousand troops or ten thousand troops or twenty thousand casualties or whatever. And you think, well, okay, out of 7 billion, that's not very much. But when you talk about, when you think about, oh, this is a person who was a a son or a brother or a, you know, someone's child, their daughter, their sister, their wife, that change, they have a name, they had a family, they had a job, they had a dream. And now that that's gone, it changes our perspective. And so, you know, in order to, in order to, Go into these situations, I think people have to remove the story. They have to remove the humanity, which you know is is useful for war. But the question is, you know, how useful is war at this point? Right. And 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 I think that again, we we do have to fight for things. There is evil in the world that we can't just we can't just sit by and let it do whatever it wants to. That has to come with a fight. And eventually. Once you cross the line, violence is is then the ol- only action. Uh, there was some technical issues. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right now I can hear you pretty well. Yeah. So. Okay. So, so I'm not again. I'm not saying that we can't ever fight for any reason whatsoever. But I think when we're talking about wholesale um, slaughter of, of of human beings man that's something that we that we have to look beyond just a cold hard number right we have to look at really and understand what what that actually means that these were actually people and hopefully that will stay our hand there's a lot of people that i think are very quick to hey let's let's go do battle and that's easy to say when you're not the, when it's not your ass on the line right it's easy to sit back from a computer and type messages of you know f this country and f these guys and Mm -hmm. you know bomb them to oblivion or whatever but it's like hey man okay sure let's i'm all for taking out the bad guys but you're not factoring in the collateral damage how many how many innocent people are going to have to suffer and what's the acceptable amount is there acceptable amount and that's you know that's a tricky thing that that Scholars have debated since we started writing things down where it's like, man, humans fight. Because again, there's greed, there's evil. Um, what is the value of one person's life? How many, how many people is acceptable to lose to save this number, right? These are, these are really complex decisions that I'm glad that I don't have to be the one to make. And again, it's easy to critique those making the decisions, right? to say oh they did it wrong they missed you know their calculation was off it's it's tough man it's never that simple and and you know again going back to your original statement i think i think all we can do is fight when we need to fight and and live our lives moment by moment right again it's it's not just sitting idly by and letting things happen to us but we we can't change everything in the world. The best thing we can do is is change ourselves, change our own attitudes, and hope that that affects those around us in a positive way. Yeah, and I just wanted to say that I'm really glad to, to hear that that you are doing that. You know, I don't know what implications are this conversation may have. I mean, it's it's certainly been valuable for me to hear your perspective and and hear your story and just how you've been internalizing this whole thing to get some history on what is going on and hopefully other people will have that as well and, and i hope that maybe for you it's been helpful to get some of this off of your chest as well yeah
1: man, it was really helpful uh, for me let's say to um uh, to share to spread the message around the world because I I think some people might listen, and I think it it uh, can have influence in the future. So if let let let's say someone might be thinking about the beauty of war, they could listen to this story and understand that war is not cool. It's bad. It's awful. It's awful from all perspective. Let's say from let's say life of your others. Let's say to the death of your business and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's horrific event, but. But I think, and I hope that this stuff will, this will over soon. Right now, uh, our president and president of Russia, they're talking, and we are hope that they may have some sort of agreement in order for us to stay safe. Because, because man, each and every morning when I wake up, due to the safety of this area, I don't even, I forget that our country is in the middle of war, but when I turn my not, not notification on, I could see that we are at war, that we got this destroyed, they, they destroyed, or some sirens, and et I wish this stuff is over, so I can breathe, I can relax, I can think, uh, let, let's say, in what country uh, it is better for, for us to travel with my wife, not to to think, let, let's say, how much money had we, we left, or what uh, let's say, uh, supplies should we we buy in order for us to survive. So I want this shit to happen. And guys, please stay safe and take care of your loved ones. And also, I I want you to say that the most important part um, of understanding, so it it was like shift in terms of mindset, was staying at the moment. So I remember, let's say, 10 or 15 days ago, I was with my wife, we were walking. And I was constantly on my mind thinking about business or thinking about, let's say, some mistakes. So I was at the moment, but I was not. And mm. right now, I am totally at the moment. Yeah, I got some plans and my plans can be interrupted by silence and etc. but I am totally at the moment. And when I talk to my wife, I am fully engaged. I get all my attention because we everything that we got right now is, this single moment so guys if you're listening to this think about past in order for you to um, to let's say learn from your mistakes think about the future but do not forget to live at this moment here is your life and i know what am i talking about
0: (laughs) (laughs) again very powerful message nick and and again thank you for thank you for sharing that and and taking the time really glad that you reached out. you know, really honored to have you as as a member of the League of Savage Gentlemen and, and your contributions there. And yeah, stay safe. If you need anything, let me know. We'll be in contact. Um yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. God bless. We'll be praying it. Thank you, Ellis.
1: Thank you a lot. I really appreciate Ali. I really appreciate this opportunity. So I, I I glad that uh, even in this horrific event, I found people whom I can trust. I found people who can support me. I found people with whom I can discuss very important issues for me. So sen- thank you a lot. Uh, greetings from my family to your family. And I think everything will, will be all right. And I wish I soon can go to, after all this shit happened, go to U.S., and meet you in person and go to your shop.
0: That would be awesome, man. I would I would be honored and yeah, we'll be praying that this thing blows over smoothly, things get resolved and man, we can we can get back to just focusing on <laughs> on some less tragic stuff, you know what I mean? Where we can be, you know, working on making the world a better place, not just fighting to survive. It, it would be nice to get to that point hopefully in our lifetime i don't know maybe that's way too much to ask maybe it's too optimistic maybe it's a pipe (laughs) dream but but yeah man uh you you make it out here to the u.s drinks are on me buddy we'll uh we'll definitely toast to your to your good health and the resolution of the conflict so thanks again everyone listening thanks for tuning in on this special episode and we'll see you next time yeah Josh. thank you a lot for this opportunity See you next time.